0: you're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Welcome back to another episode of the Womanpreneur Podcast. My name is Melissa Motes and I am here sort of with my friend Amanda McEwen. We're together in frame, in spirit, and vocally, but uh, we're in completely different locations today. Hi.
1: Hello. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, different different separate locations and it's our second time trying this so it's still a little bit weird, but we're figuring things out. Hopefully this one sounds better than last week. So we're trying a, a new audio setup, so hopefully it's going to be a little bit little bit better for you. Um yeah, that that's that's the hope. <laughs> we're we're still learning as we go.
0: That's right, but we're 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 improving. We're improving the process as we <laughs> we learn. But uh, so how are you doing, girl? What are we going to talk about today?
1: <laughs> I think I'm just going to stop answering that question when it's asked. <laughs> what are we going
0: to talk about today?
1: Uh, well, today uh, or recent, earlier this week, I heard this, this term or I read it in an article. It was a very informative article in Rolling Stone magazine online. It's not really a magazine anymore, I guess, although they probably still put them out. I don't know. Now now I'm just curious about magazines because it's been a, a while since I've looked at one. But the term was moral fatigue. And it was basically saying that now at the time of this recording, there's a pandemic going on. That's why everybody is in isolation and quarantine and why Melissa and I are not in the same room. But what's happening during this situation is that every small decision feels like it carries the weight of life and death. And so people are feeling really overwhelmed. Burnout is a very real thing. There's a lack of motivation that's going on. And this kind of explained it is that the mundane everyday decisions that we're used to not putting any thought into now requires this whole level of thought because we're having to consider how our actions affect others, what is safe to do, all these extra steps of what we need to do if we leave the house and things like that. And it's, very very relevant to what's happening right now which is a different situation than any of us have experienced before but it does happen in regular life too where sometimes we just get really overwhelmed by the situation that we're in maybe it's a lot of different situations hit us at one time and it just makes the simple what should be simple everyday decisions feel really really heavy and almost impossible to make
0: absolutely like A couple of things that pop into my head as you are describing all of that is like going through, um, you know, uh, breakup or finding out you got laid off from your job or having a disagreement with someone and you can just have a lot of like emotional flare up happening internally and then just trying to deal with day to day things. It's like that heavier thing that happened or is happening right now is hanging out in the back of your mind. And it's just, it's taking up so much energy that it's really hard to focus on the simplest of things. Am I on the right track with you, Amanda McEwen?
1: You absolutely are. Because it's the same thing. And we've all been through those situations where everything is fine. And then there's this major incident, maybe it's a, a loss of somebody in the family or a friend, like you said, all those other examples. And it just, that event takes up so much of our brain space because we're actively trying to cope with the situation trying to keep moving forward. In a lot of cases we're, we're trying to act like everything's fine, even if it's not and all of this just kind of compounds and it. it makes it so then maybe you're at the grocery store and you're trying to decide between two different flavors of something and you just can't make the decision. It just seems like too much. Like I can't or, possibly think about one other thing right now.
0: I was going to say or it's like <clears throat> this is the decision is so heavy that that's the one thing that just like makes you cry. Yes. <laughs> it's like you held and everything it, together it, <laughs> up until you had to choose between vanilla and chocolate ice cream. And then that was the, the decision <laughs> that just was your breaking point.
1: <laughs> and it's true. And I this happens with me with food. And that's kind of the one thing. And I've, I've explained to people before that my job has always required that I make decisions constantly, quickly, I have to react and be proactive very, very fast, and so all day long, when I'm working normally, I'm just making decision after decision for myself, for other people, and it's fine, but then when it gets to my personal life, I don't want to. I don't want to think, I don't want to decide what's for dinner, just those simple things, but I never knew that there was a phrase for that, and moral fatigue, it just kind of fits. Because I think that's what it is. It's too many decisions during the day. I hit my quota. It's like, nope, I, yeah. I already made those decisions. So you tell me what we're eating and I'll either like it or not. And that's fine. <laughs> but don't yeah. make me choose, please.
0: <laughs> I remember in the very beginning of um, our podcast relationship when we first started our episodes together, one of the interesting facts that popped up was, you know, we we make like 20,000 decisions on the average day. That's a lot of decision making. And I think like 80% of them are like on autopilot where, you know, you're just, you're so used to flexing certain muscles that you do them almost effortlessly. But, um, and I think a really large part of that percentage too, did say it was related to food and we laughed about that.
1: Do you remember that? We did talk about that. Yeah. And it it was, most of those decisions are food related, but I mentioned this in a different episode, but it gets overwhelming because we have to decide three times a day, at least every single day, what to eat. And it never ends. We never get a break from that. I guess, unless you fast and I'm not a person who fasts because I, I get grumpy if I don't eat at least my three meals. (laughs) So I I need to eat on a regular schedule.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say, I was thinking about just from the moment, if you wake up to an alarm, I know that you don't necessarily do that Amanda McEwen, and that's pretty awesome, but I do. I wake up to an alarm every day, but I mean, just think about from the second your alarm goes off or for you waking up without an alarm. It's like for me, I'm already making a decision. Am I going to press snooze, or am gonna? Am I going to get up? <laughs> you know, or if you open your <laughs> eyes, am I ready to wake up, or am gonna? Am I going to sleep longer? It's like from the second you open your eyes, you start the decision-making process. You know, um, and it is a lot of stuff that we think about every day. And I think as far as making decisions, making a lot of decisions, one of the things that I've read is a really good tip is just it's. It's a muscle that the more you flex it and the more you get comfortable with decision making, you can make faster decisions, better decisions, your decisions with more clarity. Um, You know, but it's just something that it's like some people are really indecisive and they have a really hard time with it in general, even if they're not dealing with moral fatigue, by the way, just in general, a lot of people are very (laughs) indecisive, but they say start with like the smallest thing, like. Am I going to have a cup of coffee or am I not? You know, I am. But just like really giving yourself just a few seconds to make that decision. And it really helps you build up um, just confidence in that area and being able to to decide faster.
1: Yeah, because it's, it's unfortunate in a lot of ways that we kind of live in a society that prides itself on burnout of being busy. And I'm so busy and it's a matter of pride that we're so busy and I have all these important things to do. When really that's a big part of the problem is so many people don't take the time to stop, to take a break, to just breathe, just be. And so in a sense, in this particular situation, I think it's a really good reminder for people that it's okay to just slow down sometimes to break down. Like you have all of those many, many pieces and all the things that need to be done to just break it down into those little micro steps, like you said, and just, do one thing, and then I say, okay, I did something. I'm going to celebrate that I did that one thing. Maybe I didn't do all the things, but I did what I could. And so we're going to start small. Give yourself time just to to breathe and relax a little bit, and let hopefully let go of some of that that stress and that fatigue. I know that's really hard when you're going through such stressful situations, as all the examples that we mentioned. It's it's really tough to not get caught up in that because you're you're dealing with stuff, and that stuff is very very real. So I, th- I think simplifying it to that level, to where you're just saying, "I'm going to make one decision, and I'm going to start with that. And if that's the only thing I do all day, I need to be okay with that—that I did one thing."
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was just—I have so many little sidebar conversations happening in my head <laughs> that, as you're saying things that are sparking thoughts in me, and one of them was going back to decision making, like from the minute you wake up, it's like even like deciding what you're going to wear for the day. I mean, that, that can be like a task that's overwhelming, especially if you have a lot of clothes. (laughs) I know I have a lot of clothes and I love clothes, but I'm like, sometimes I'm standing in my closet and I'm like, gosh, this is such a hard decision. I have so many cute choices, but I'm just going to wear this one same thing that I wear all the time because (laughs) it's comfortable, you know, and it just kind of comes down to that. But That was just a random side thought that popped in my head a few minutes ago. No wonder why like Einstein and Steve Jobs and those are two people that I guess always wore the same outfit. (laughs) Like they always, it's, it's, it does eliminate the process of having to think about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like the schools that have required uniforms, I know a lot, of, a lot of people don't like that, either parents or their kids, they, they don't like that because they want to show, you know, be able to express themselves with their clothes. But there's that part of me that thinks, man, if I could just wear the same thing every day. And I mean, if we're being perfectly honest, I pretty much do. I mean, I rotate throughout the week, but since I'm home most of the time anyway, I just recycle through different pairs of the same comfy pants. And depending on the season, like uh, was the weather's colder, there's a rotation of very comfortable sweatshirts that I wear. And then I only have to make the decisions when I leave the house to actually go see people. And, and that's, that's not always that much either. So
0: I'm with you. Well, one thing I want to say is I've been wearing some of my most comfortable bras of my life for the last few weeks. And I'm like, this is really nice. I'm like, I have a variety of sports bras that I just really love to lounge around in the house in and work from home in. But when I go out and I wear my really cute outfits a whole different set of underwear that's not as comfortable. I'm
1: actually and I'm actually impressed that you're even wearing a bra at all. I talked to right? many women right now. And and one of my good friends, she gets very irritated when they have to do conference calls for work. She's working from home right now. But they they like to have video conferences. And she's like, man, now I have to go put on a bra. It's like the biggest chore in the world. But it's just what happens sometimes.
0: It is. I just talked with uh, a mutual friend of ours yesterday. And I was like, hey, let's FaceTime. I miss your face. And she's like, now I got to wear a bra. And I'm like, why? It's just me. (laughs) We had a good laugh about it. But But
1: but it's very relatable. I just listened to an episode of Armchair Expert, uh, and Alicia Keys was the guest, and they did theirs via Zoom, like everybody else's right now. And she didn't have the camera on, and Dax was like, "I, you know, would really like to see you." And she's like, "Well, so she's like, I can't really show you this hair right now." So she's like, "Let me go get a hat," and then she put him on hold, and she went and got a hat, and then she turned her camera on. So, I mean, it's it's something that everybody's dealing with right now as we're recording this. So,
0: <laughs> so great. And you and I were talking earlier today, too, about a lot of people who, let's just say, have a lot of upkeep uh, in their day as far as, or their weeks about their hair and their nails and their stuff, and now it's it's a it's a wild time, you know? People are, are going, man, I have to put my own makeup on. Maybe you're not great at that, or got to... Well, these giant acrylic nails on my fingers, and I hit, you know, How am I gonna get them off? You know, or whatever. It's just <laughs> interesting. <laughs>
1: And people are starting to realize what they actually look like, because yeah. all that that maintenance stuff—it's the <laughs> hair, the nails, the eyelashes, the eyebrows, the Botox is wearing off. All these things—the oh, hair's gray—and everybody, people are like, wait a minute, what this is how I look? Oh, people no. are
0: like shriveling up,
1: like
0: <laughs> or like a wilty, like a wilting flower. Like, I mean, it's crazy. It, it is when you really think about. I mean, I, I know a lot of people really enjoy the pampering and really enjoy the hair extensions and the nails and all the stuff. And I mean, I've tried it all. I've definitely, I had hair extensions at one point. I used to love always wearing gel on my nails and <clears throat> doing a lot of that stuff. Or we were talking about, you know, fake lashes. It's just like, I feel like everybody's just gonna turn into Kermit the Frog. <laughs> you know, it's like... Oh. Kermit's just, you know, he's right there. He's just, just himself <laughs> and it's great. But anyway, I don't know. We got a little sidetracked, well, but.
1: And and real quick, this also is not related to moral fatigue, but since you mentioned Kermit the frog, I want to go way back to, and I don't remember the specific episode, but it was one of our very first ones. I remember my lovely co-host, Melissa Motes was saying how much she really wanted a lime green VW electric bus and she taught it was electric and maybe it wasn't electric but it was a VW bus it was lime green and um I feel like there's some news you might want to share Melissa Motes.
0: well <laughs> I am now the proud owner of uh, a 1974 um lime green VW bus and I named him Kermit and so my, my pink beetle has a boyfriend, and we're calling her Miss Pinky instead of Miss Piggy. Uh, and she's really cute, and she's really happy, and they're like boyfriend and girlfriend, and they're in the garage together, and it's adorable. But yeah, I'm really excited about my bus, and uh, I haven't really taken um, him out for a big you know debut yet because we're all staying at home, but as soon as it's clear and it's good to go take him for a drive, I'm gonna come pick you up, Amanda McEwen, and we're gonna go on a little road trip. We're gonna go get dessert somewhere. Is that a deal?
1: I'm in. <laughs> you just had to say the word dessert. I mean, I would have gone just for the, the ride in the green bus, but it's gonna be a fun. fine nice perk on top of that.
0: It's so cute. This thing is so cute. It's like it is like a little bus. Like I got inside of it. I sat in the front seat, which is a wild it's like I don't even know how to describe it, but this the steering wheel is just it's just giant. And it's a, it's a manual four speed, which I love driving stick shift. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be so fun to drive. And then I turned and looked behind me at the back seat and everything goes back so far. It's like, I I was like, wow, this is like a bus. I think I can fit like eight, nine people in there comfortably. And it's just, it's, it's going to be fun. I think we're going to have a lot of like little field trips in our future going to be fun. I want to start doing karaoke in the bus. Bus karaoke. Like it's going to be a thing. Just
1: okay. Look out. <laughs> bus karaoke. <laughs> well, then see when we're talking about moral fatigue, I think this is the important thing or one of the important things to remember is that you're not alone in it. And no matter what the situation is if you're grieving a loss of any sort, whether it's a person or a relationship or a job, anything like that, a lot of people have the tendency to keep it all inside, whether it's out of fear or it's self-doubt, or they think that people will judge them for feeling a certain way, or maybe they don't even know what their feelings are about the situation. And that, because again, they're fatigued in this way. And so I think just having any one person, whether it's someone, you know, or even a stranger at some point, just being able to talk about it, usually helps because you'll pretty quickly find that somebody else has gone through this. Everybody can relate to it. It's not weakness to have feelings. It's hard to be vulnerable, but, but understanding that you're not alone in this, I think is a big part in moving forward or just even coping. Cause sometimes we can't even think about moving forward. We just have to get by. We just have to get through that one day at a time. Like we mentioned before.
0: Yeah. Or even get through the hour. I mean, it can be really overwhelming. And, you know, I know a lot of different people in my life who some, some people, um, work with a counselor and they are still, They have no problem sharing that they have a counselor and it's something that's really helpful for them. And other people are a lot more private about it or feel like it's a a taboo thing. But that's another thing to kind of think about. If you are really feeling like you're going through some just really heavy stuff and moral fatigue and you want to seek out, you know, getting, you know, having someone you can talk to, do it. You know, it's it's one of those things where sometimes it's the best to talk to someone who isn't involved in your the intricacies of your life, like. Someone who doesn't know, you know, your family or your partner or just the different things that are going on in your world, and they can just really be so much more black and white and objective about what's happening. Um, And that's why, too, like you just said, even talking to a stranger, like I've had some of the best conversations of my entire life sitting at a car wash waiting for my car, you know, (laughs) and I've sat down next to some like amazingly wise elder, you know, and just said hello to some cute old guy. And the next thing I know, he's shared like one of the most beautiful, thought provoking ideas with me. And just it was like a game changer. Or I had something that I didn't even realize was bothering me and it came up in conversation. And someone I didn't know, but was wise, just gave me some amazing insight. And um, there's a lot to be said for putting your phone away and engaging with (laughs) real people. (laughs) Some some fun things happen.
1: I think the tendency is because people who know you, they want to help. And somebody who doesn't know you, it's not that they don't want to help, but they don't have that same investment and they might... and maybe what you get from them is just them allowing you to recognize and acknowledge that what you're going through is difficult that it's very like it's normal it's really normalizing all these feelings of worry and self-doubt and to say look you're going through a lot you're dealing with a lot right now you need to give yourself permission to just just be for a little bit you don't have to solve all the world's problems all at once And I know what's happening right now in our current situation, people are stuck at home and I don't even like to say stuck at home. I I'm pretty happy that I get to spend so much time at home, but there's this pressure, that everybody almost seems to have put on themselves to be really, really productive. And I've got all this extra time right now, so I need to write this great novel, and I need to get the next album done, and I need to figure out my business plan for the next three years. And and it's really great to aspire to get all those things done. But it's also important to just sometimes realize, like, yeah, we're going through a really weird time right now. And today I might want to just sit on the couch and watch TV and put on some, something that's going to make me laugh, and just not think about what's going on outside for a, a little bit, and that's okay too.
0: I had a a day <clears throat> about a week ago. Um, I shared with you a really close friend of um, my husband and I passed away, and it was just just sudden and caught us by surprise. And he was a really special person in our life, and. We um, did attend his burial, and it was also a very strange experience because we had to remain, you know, we had to, ha- you know, do the social distancing, stay six feet away from each other. Um, the whole process of, of his laying him to rest was, was just very different, and in a lot of ways I didn't feel like we were able to honor him in the way that I felt he needed to be honored, and it was really emotional, day for us that day and the whole experience of, of losing him. But I came home, um, Troy and I came home that day from from the burial. And I had a really, a lot of plans for myself for my work day when I got back and what I was going to do. And sometimes for me, the best way to, you know, get through something is just to, you know, be busy and to, to engage my mind on something else to just kind of you know, I guess be a distraction so that I'm not sad or whatever. Um, but what happened was I came back and, um, I was, I've been eating like super clean and Troy was the first thing Troy said was, Hey, I was thinking about maybe making some pancakes and like, like just a whole bunch of other stuff that was just terribly like not on my plan. And I just thought, good job, Troy. Yeah. Right. And I was like, yeah, I didn't even flinch. I was like, yeah, I need like seven pancakes immediately. And so he he was making these pancakes and then he turned on some movie, I don't even know what it was, and I was sitting at our bar in our kitchen and I was just sad and I thought, you know what, I don't feel like working today. I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like reading voiceover scripts. I don't feel like answering emails. I feel like eating pancakes and I feel like laying on my couch in my most comfy, just stretched out, ridiculous pants. And they're like, they like hang on me. They like practically fall off. They're so like thin and old and beat up, but I love them. Anyway, they have stars on them, just for the record. My star pants. Do you have
1: to roll the waistband down a few times so they don't fall down? I yeah. do. And the,
0: and the, the <laughs> bottoms of them, the bottoms of my pants, the hem has fallen out and it's all shredded because I've washed. I've had these pants since like 2004. <laughs> yes. They, they, we go way back. But I, I laid down on the couch after I had a full belly of pancakes and I was laying there and for like a minute I was feeling slightly guilty. And I was like, I should this, I should that, I should this. And I was just like, you know what? I just can't and I'm not going to and I was watching this movie for a little while and then I fell asleep I slept for like three hours on the couch and I woke up and I was like Oh my gosh, I feel so much better. And I was really glad that I gave myself permission to just do that. And then I was in a way better mindset. I made a cup of coffee and then I was like, well, I'm just going to like take a look at my inbox and see what's going on. I had like a couple of emails that I had to answer. And then I was like, all of this can just wait till tomorrow. And then I went right back to the couch and I watched television for like six hours, you know, with Troy. And I was like, yeah that was good. That was a good job. So, that's a little personal story from an experience I had just a week ago and I also was like, man, there's a heaviness, you know, in the air with all of these changes. Like something as simple as going to the grocery store right now, you know, all the different precautions and thought processes, like the time of the day, what's the better time to go? And if I go, should I wear a mask? And if I go, should I wear gloves? And, you know, like there's all these little things that I've, I've heard so many people talking about, and it's just not normal stuff that we necessarily have to think about. So, um, I'm, I'm kind of talking about both things right now, just, you know, an unexpected, losing a friend and some of the feelings that went into that and it's exhausting it's exhausting when you when you're hurting it's exhausting when you feel uneasy or uncertain um and i think acknowledging it and saying like this is heavy and this is a lot and it's okay and however you process that it's okay so that's all i got right now
1: yeah and this article what it said is basically that the routine decisions are taking way more thought and they require, I wrote it down, an added level of mental effort, carefulness, and reflectiveness. And it really, it it is talking about the specific pandemic. And hopefully this is a one-time experience for anybody listening and we don't have to do this again. But there's kind of two parts in that is one, it's acknowledging that this hasn't happened before. So there is, there's not a clear roadmap of where we're supposed to go and what we're supposed to do. And we're all dealing with it at the same time. And we all deal with things in different ways, but it's when, when that heaviness is, is weighing on you. And it it feels like it's a literal weight. Sometimes it's, it's just, again, it's, it's acknowledging that this is just what's happening. This is the situation we're in and understanding why it's happening. And that's kind of the thing. It's like, it's because we, it, it's usually a no brainer. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I, you know, I usually go every Sunday. I go with my mom in the mornings. Now there's just the whole added level of that. It's like, okay, what time do I go? Where do I have the mask? You know, I need to make sure that we both have masks we're keeping distance from other people the carts being wiped down before and after that the store is being clean. And it's not just because we're worried about ourselves. It's because if we don't take the precautions on our side, then the next person that we come in encountered with, which we're not supposed to be coming into any encounters with other people right now, but there are other people at the store. And so, you know, it's this whole like spiral of every single person that's coming into contact with another person has to think about or should be thinking about all these things because there's bigger repercussions than just, what if I get sick? It's in, you know, for, for me, if I then go home and some, you know, I don't know that I'm a carrier of this thing and now my mom gets sick, that's not, that's bad. I can't, we can't do that. And so, you know, but the same thing happens when we're not in a pandemic and we're not worried about these specific things. And maybe our decisions don't always have that much of an impact on other people, but it's still that we like to know that we're doing the right thing. And sometimes there is no right thing. It's just doing the best that we can with the information that we have. And everybody deals with stressful situations differently. So I know a lot of times people want to jump in and offer advice and, you know, this is how you can get through this. But that might not work for some. Like some might need to talk some to talk to somebody and talk it out and really get their feelings out. Others might need to process things internally before they're even ready to talk about it. And at that point, maybe they figured things out or maybe then they can ask for help. Some people are scared to ask for help because again, they think that they'll be judged for for asking for it. And so a lot of it just comes to something that we talk about all the time anyways. It's just being nicer to yourself, giving yourself permission. To not have to do everything all at once, you know, try to do one thing at a time. Like you said, even if that's just an hour at a time, even if it's just in a smaller increment, if it's just doing one thing that helps you move forward. And then if you don't feel like doing anything else, there's nobody that's saying you have to.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you make the rules for yourself, you know, you set the boundaries and the guidelines and um i wrote a little something a little list and it was something i sent out to our voice actors because one of the things we've been doing in the last 2 to 3 weeks has been a lot of just zoom hangouts with our tribe just to be there for each other to show up and just laugh and not talk about everything that's going on just to kind of i think keep each other's minds engaged in different fun happy ways But I wrote a little list. I I wrote this in an email form to our voiceover tribe just to kind of like, it was just meant to be like an uplifting thing, but it it kind of ties into self-care and it ties into being kind to yourself. And I'd like to read it, if you don't mind, Amanda McEwen. I think you probably read it, but it said, um, I wrote, I wrote, find solace in the little things. Okay. And that is... Take a long shower or a warm bubble bath. That's always nice. Sit quietly and comfortably and just breathe. And I said slowly and deeply and just count to four. Do an inhale, one, two, three, four. Hold, one, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, four. And just do that over and over again. Um, As long as you need to drink a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. Move your body. Take a walk outside Um, try a workout video on YouTube or just watch one while you eat potato chips, whatever, whatever works, uh, limit your interaction with the news. Um, just set like a daily time or an intake limit, compliment someone. It feels good to give a compliment to someone else. Compliment yourself. Both reasons for both of those is because it feels good, um, Take a break from social media. That was one you and I talked about today, and I think we should touch on that. Drink plenty of water. Eat something healthy and nourishing or whip up your favorite comfort food. Reminisce about some of the craziest, funnest, wildest things that you've ever done. Write them down or tell your kids, nieces, nephews about how cool you are. Take your vitamins and supplements. Do some yard work or at least think about it. Stretch. Like for 20 minutes, sit down and notice your body. It'll love you for it. Read a book that you've been meaning to read. Solve your Rubik's Cube. (laughs) Read an old book that you love, again, that's now dusty and on a shelf somewhere. Sit in areas of your home that you don't usually spend a lot of time in. Try yoga or think about yoga. Um, Make a list of all the things that relax you and do those things. Make a list of all the things that make you laugh and do those things. And on and on. So I'm going to post this on our um, Womanpreneur Podcast uh, Facebook page. And those are just some of the things that I find some comfort in. One of my favorite ones, I'll say one more, is just feel some sun on your face. And... Amanda's like, "What? I'm a vampire. I don't do that." No, you you have like the most porcelain skin of anyone I know, but what I mean
1: is I just start like melting if I get some right, light on my skin, Right?
0: I'm melting. <laughs> no, but like for me, when I go outside and I do my daily walk every day, I love, I mean, I definitely wear skin protection and stuff, but I love to just get some sun. It's just so good for your body and and it's good for the soul. So those were just some things, just like you said, make some time to be kind to your, you know, to yourself. It's like, um, I don't want to be on my deathbed someday or like in my last moments on this planet and be like, oh my gosh, I so rocked my to-do list. Like, I so got everything done. I checked every box. You know, that is so not what we're going to be thinking about in those moments. We're going to be thinking about the people we love and our most favorite things about life. And make sure you're making time for those things because it'll make all of the other things that you have to think about and decide on that much easier, I think.
1: Yeah. And I I think... I know for me that whole when there's a lot going on in here in your head and it's all the thoughts and all the things and the what I, all the to-dos, sometimes the easiest way to get past those is to take a break. Do You, you kind of have to disconnect from your, what's going on in your head and start doing something physical. And that's where I think exercise, stretching, walking, going outside, all those things become very helpful. Because it, it takes, the, even if you're thinking while you're doing these things, it's a different level than when you're like in your office and you're trying to force yourself to be productive. Because you can't always force that, especially if you're creative. It doesn't just happen that way. You can't schedule time to be creative, it has to be the right collaboration of events. It, it all has to come together at the same time. And so, and sometimes it's just, it's taking a break ends up being what helps you become more productive. And I know that sounds really counterintuitive, but sometimes we're too much thinking. There's just too much thinking going on. Stinking thinkin'. thinking. Stinking
0: thinking. Yeah. Thinkin', yeah. It's and a so thing. the
1: exercise and it helps, I mean, there's actual endorphins and there's a scientific reason why that helps, but exercising is a big one. And if you're kind of in that funk Where you just don't feel like doing anything and that funk has lasted more than a day or two. Sometimes it's a simple thing like just getting up and taking a shower. Just start to feel like a person again. Because sometimes if we go into that kind of wallowing mode for a little too long, it does get harder to pull out of that. And so it's just taking those little tiny steps of, I need to take a shower today. And maybe I should just go outside and check the mail. If I'm not up for a walk around the neighborhood, just you know something that requires you to get up and move and change the environment a little bit. Now, when you're stuck at home, it's kind of hard to change the environment a little bit, but that's where the walking outside helps. Or like you said, just go to a different room in your house. Because I think most of us have our little areas where we spend most of the time, and there's probably other areas in the house. Or you know, sometimes, I I know when I was younger, when I was a kid and all I had, my only space was my little tiny bedroom. The way that I would kind of, change things up. I'd rearranged the furniture a lot. Now there wasn't a lot of furniture and there wasn't a lot of room. I mean, in Vegas, our rooms are like 10 by 10. So it's this little hundred square foot area where you know there's only so many configurations of what you could do. But there were times when I'm like, I just need some kind of change. And this is the only thing I have control over. So I'm going to move things around. And it would, it would help because it was just that it was the same space and it was the same stuff. It just felt a little bit different.
0: Yeah. It's just like a, a freshness, you know, it's like a visually, it feels a little different and you kind of appreciate that space, you know, in a new way. So it's the little things. And <clears throat> I I just, I just want everybody who's listening to know that like, we feel you, we know it's, you know, it, there are days that are really hard and You know, you're not alone in it. And, you know, if if you're a a person who writes, sometimes writing things down and just seeing it in your own handwriting, that can help. Um, Or recording yourself, like every smartphone has, um, you know, you can do vocal notes. You could just record what you're thinking and what you're feeling right now. And maybe the next day go back and listen to it. And maybe hearing your voice voice and your thoughts from a different perspective in a different moment on a different day, you'll be able to like have a better solution for it. Like if you put a little time and space in between it, but just if you don't feel comfortable or like you have somebody you could talk to about it, just talk to yourself. And I know that might sound kind of weird, but it, it does, it does actually help. So, and then if you hear yourself back and you're like, wow, this is where my head was yesterday and this is how I was feeling yesterday. Today, I'm feeling a little bit better. I have a little more clarity and you might be able to come at that problem a little differently, you know, on a, in a, in a fresh moment, fresh day.
1: And I think it's, it's something that we've mentioned a lot in a lot of different contexts, but also just trying to find the silver lining where you can just trying to find it almost like sometimes you almost just have to laugh at a situation. And even if it feels a little bit inappropriate, it's sometimes that's all you can do is you can make a joke or, you know, like I (laughs) we were talking earlier about how sometimes the smallest decision can be overwhelming when, when you're fatigued that way. And the thing that came to my mind, and I stopped myself from saying it, is that that is usually a problem in the toilet paper aisle because there's so many different brands and different varieties and now it's like there's jumbo rolls and mega rolls and each one is the equivalent to so many individual rolls and i don't know what the normal size anymore and it just sometimes i just sit there and i've got my calculator out in the aisle on target trying to figure out which is the best deal and right now if, if you're lucky enough to go to a store that has toilet paper, you get one option, and they're going to say, "Here's what you're getting." And I kind of appreciate that because sometimes there's so many options that it makes the decision really, really difficult. So, I, I and I talk about that about my my food eating again in restaurants, and because a lot of times when we're going out to eat, people will say, "Oh, well, you're the vegetarian, so you should pick a place." And it's like, no. Because And a lot of times they think they're being nice and they'll pick a, vi- a vegetarian or a vegan restaurant. And what happens is now I can eat everything on the menu and it's really, really difficult for me to decide where if there's only one or two things I can eat, that's pretty easy. I just pick the the one that sounds best out of those two. So I, I don't always appreciate having options.
0: <laughs> yeah. Too many options can can definitely be overwhelming, but I think the whole thought with moral fatigue is just, you guys, we're all human, and we're all living, you know, breathing entities, and we have a heart, and we do the best we can, and it's okay to have a bad day. (laughs) It's okay to have a bad week. It's okay. And giving yourself permission, like you said, um, I couldn't agree with you more, but man I don't know i' I've, I've, been, I've been going a little easier on myself in the last you know week or so since that day that i I realized I needed pancakes and a nap I was just like one other thing I've been doing is just I usually get up really early every day like 536 have my coffee go do my walk like I'm really super structured and disciplined and um in the last week or so I've been just going to bed when I feel like it and I've been waking up when I feel like it and still getting all my work done, still super productive, but my body, I'm just in a better mood. I'm even like, I just feel like way more fresh and focused and way more productive when I am applying myself because I feel like my body's like, wow, that's really nice that we're getting eight hours of sleep every night. Thank you for that. That's been like my one little gift that I've been really making sure that I've been doing is getting more sleep so something small but feels good what else you got amanda McEwen? i don't know what else to talk about on moral fatigue
1: are you you're fatigued about talking about my, fatigue?
0: I'm, I'm not fatigued yeah. but i just feel like all of my my soul that i had to share on
1: that that's what i got yeah well so i i hope you enjoyed the listening to Melissa's soul. It has now been fully shared and (laughs) (laughs) totally, Hey, that, that's something. So we'll, we'll just go from there. But I, yeah, I, I would just say, be kind to yourself, understand that everyone is going through something most of the time. It might not always have the same weight as a pandemic, but there are a lot of situations in everyday life that make it difficult to make the, what seems like easy decisions. So just be nicer to yourself, and let's okay. be nicer
0: to each other because we never know what other people are going through. So, just uh, send people some good, some good thoughts. Don't don't judge them if they're freaking out or they're moody or whatever. Just be like, man, wonder what they're <laughs> going through today. So, yeah. on that note, thank you guys for tuning into the Womanpreneur Podcast. And we're gonna sign off, right, Amanda McEwen? Should we like ten four good buddy? What are we ten gonna do? Ten four good
1: buddy. Yeah. You know <laughs> you've like, that one before.
0: You know you like my awkward endings. So
1: And they're even more awkward via Zoom because we're not in the same space and we can't read each other as quickly. And yeah, so here we are. Hopefully we sound better this time.
0: So you guys have a great day. <laughs> I know you're smiling at me awkwardly. Thank you Uh for tuning in to the Womanpreneur Podcast. We will catch you next time. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Until next time, you've got this.